Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. This time around, we're talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. We get opinions from me, Jeff Hubb, Brittany Sego, and original OG Reality Breacher, Reed Walker. Check it out. We got a lot to say. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Reality Breach Podcast. I'm Sergio, your host. I'm actually the host of this one. I'm not like the co-host like we are on Shellheads. I'm I'm the host host. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> With me is my Shellheads co-host, Jeff. Hola. What are we here to talk about, Jeff? The new Spider-Man Far From Home film. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the latest MCU release, uh, a technically... A Sony release, but you know how they have the, the deal to where Sony still produces the movies, but they're produced in conjunction with Marvel, and Marvel's able to use them in in the MCU. It's a weird, it's a weird setup. It's a very weird setup. But so far, it's worked. Spider-Man: Far From Home. It is the eighth Spider-Man movie. This was. It takes place directly after Endgame, mm-hmm. like directly after Endgame. They they even spend the first ten minutes of the movie explaining stuff from Endgame. Basically, anyone who was blipped, is what they called it, Mm -hmm. the blip, disappeared for five years and then came back at the same age they were when they were blipped. Apparently, all of Spider-Man's, like, cast, MJ, Spider-Man himself, Ned, anyone important, uh, Flash Thompson, all of them blipped away. Yeah. Because they're all back and they're the same age and they're in the same class, which is kind of cool and kind of predictable. Right. But it works, so let's do it. Jeff, I'm going I'm to throw it to you. What did you think about Spider-Man Far From Home? It was a feast for the senses. What did you expect going in? I had no expectations. None. Um, I mean, we all knew from the trailers that Mysterio was going to be in the movie. Now, yes. Mysterio being my all-time favorite Spider-Man villain. I okay. Was, I was very excited um, to to finally see him on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I knew that I wanted to see how Peter was going to handle Tony's death. Yeah. And how they were going to deal with that throughout the film. And I think the pacing on that was done pretty well because it was kind of a slow build. It really was. And having, I really identified with that because just what he was going through. Cause you know, as, as you know, about a year ago, I lost my dad. So mm-hmm. it piles up on you. Yeah. He just snapped. And it's that, that character growth that I, I really wanted to see instead of just cause a lot of movies don't really build on their characters and they don't grow. But I've, I've seen a, a tremendous growth, um, in this character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really liked how this, this movie, kind of focused on Peter having to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, it's all fun and games when you can be Spider-Man after school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, well, I got to go to school. I guess I'm not Spider-Man right now. Mm-hmm. But the the entire movie positioned it as, are you Peter or are you Spider-Man? Because yeah. danger doesn't wait for you to get out of class. Mm-mm. And it, it was it was a theme throughout the movie. And it's 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 really what got Mysterio into the position that he was in. Yeah. He was able to leverage that, 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 that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I really, I, I also really liked how teenaged all of the characters were. Yeah. They, they were clearly these fumbling teenage idiots that don't know how to talk to people. Yeah. And they're mean, but they're also nice and they're kind of obsessed with each other, but not willing to show it. I know, I know all of the actors are like 22, but you could not have convinced me they were any older than 18 yeah, in this movie. Like, totally. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? So, okay. So we found out at the end of homecoming that MJ was MJ. Has it been? Huh? Like, is it, is she for sure? Like, yeah, that's MJ. MJ. Okay. That's MJ. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who did you think she was? I thought she was like Nick Fury's daughter or something, <laughs> or I don't know. Like, they refer to her as MJ like six times in the movie. Yeah, but like I thought it stood for something else, or you it know, might. you know. I mean, I I get what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think actress that she's she's great. She, yes, she plays, but she's not MJ. She's more like the awkward. Like if you combine Daria from you know the MTV cartoon. <laughs> And a bit of Gwen Stacy. That's kind of what she feels like. Like she's not the supermodel actress that we all know. What it was she though? Well, I've, I've never thought of. I've, I've thought of MJ as the girl next door. Well, it depends on which iteration that you that you look at. Because like that's what she was in the Rami films, mm-hmm. and then she's kind of grew into whatever she was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because, like, this actress, I can't remember her. Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. Yeah. Just one name. Just, hey. Like, Madonna. 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 Yeah. Uh, Beyonce. Yeah. Um, I like, like, I can totally see this character growing into the MJ that we know. Yeah. Of course, minus the red hair and the, you know, traditional look of of the character. But Mm. she's, she's very independent she's very ambitious mm-hmm. and she's she's just gonna follow you and stalk you until she get what gets what she wants pretty much so she's like a I, I can see her becoming a reporter yeah yeah i i completely believe this mj mm-hmm. and i was not expecting to like her performance as much as i did mm-hmm. she was fucking adorable the entire movie oh yeah yeah so so, so 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 there's that yeah yeah i'm cool with it uh what's fine so let's 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 switch gears and talk about Mysterio. Your self-proclaimed favorite Spider-Man villain. Yeah. How did how did the Jillian Hall do? I think he did very well. Um, you know the twists and turns. Like I knew, I'm like, okay, they've done this in the comics. They've done this in the cartoon. It's like, oh, I'm the hero to save. I was like, no, you're not. You're really not. <laughs> And the, and the spoiler alert, folks the uh, the whole twist on him not being a defunct special effects guy and you know being busted by Spider Man for you know rigging something that exploded you know and almost caused like a bridge accident or whatever um, that it all went back on Stark that it, he was worked for Tony Stark and was a life model you well, know, that whole yeah. hologram thing and I was like oh that's really good but he still has that that he's jilted because Stark fired him yeah that and giving um, what was her name the uh, the glasses 
Oh, Edith. Yeah. Was it Edith? Yeah. Uh, yeah to Edith. Peter instead of him. Well, you he know. had been fired. Of course he gave it to well, him. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's all that extra jealousy adds on top of that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Like Tony Stark is dead. Yeah. And his presence is still felt throughout this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's everywhere. in in both his death and his decisions. Yeah. Um now that you mention it, now that you put it that way, it is kind of it mirrors what what happened in Homecoming mm-hmm. kind of with um yeah, Vulture. But with like Vulture was mad because he he lost his contract to Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So and then and Peter has to deal with it. It's 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 almost the exact same arc story-wise. Mm-hmm. But the execution of the Mysterio character mm-hmm. is just wonderful. Oh yeah, like the design. If, if is, the, the design looked really good, very Ditko. Uh, what and what I really liked is, even if you think that design is ridiculous, that's kind of the point. Oh yeah, it's kind of the point. Like he needed something over the top, something Thorish. Yeah. You know, something that you can look at and be like, "Are you even from this planet?" Yeah, and and it, it completely works. Mm-hmm. Um. I really liked Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. Oh, yeah. Because if, like, going into the movie, if you went into the movie not knowing who Mysterio was, mm-hmm. not knowing he was a bad guy, the twist in Act 2, wonderful. Yeah. I mean, to go from, Peter, you're a great guy, thank you for giving me this, to, we're gonna fuck some shit up in, like, 30 seconds. It was great. Yeah. It was great. And Jake Gyllenhaal, have you seen the movie Nightcrawler? I have not, but I have seen Donnie Darko like a lot. I know completely different performances. Yeah, but yes, like parts of this movie reminded me of his performance in Nightcrawler. Okay. In Nightcrawler, he plays this con man who talks his way into becoming the main like accident reporter for a news outlet. I was totally expecting X-Men. No, no. I'm disappointed. By basically ch- listening to a police scanner and like showing up and getting the first video footage of it. And he's just a con man through the entire movie and he's so aggressive and so he's so forward. He's like, this is what I want from you and this is how I'm going to leverage you to get it. Blah, 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 blah. Like a lot of the the psyche and the... It was like like the guy in Nightcrawler is crazy. Mm-hmm. It was it was like him light, like you, you could see that he was pulling from the same well for a lot okay. of the performance in this movie. Okay, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I really yeah. do. I really do. <laughs> do we do we want to talk about the greatest post credit se- sequence in the history of the MCU or? Mm-hmm. What what else do we, do? We, what do we want to well, talk about next? The illusions. The illusions. Um, like I don't know what all they pulled from the comics, mm-hmm. but like when he that that whole that whole fight, just mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen, and it just it felt very comic bookish. Oh, the one over the bridge, just everything. Oh, like, okay, all yeah. of it. Like when he's in the, is um, it like one of the the construction sites? Uh huh. I mean that whole sequence. Like I would just oh, it just gave me chills. I was like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I didn't know if we were going to get there or not. And then just seeing Mysterio in this like terrible motion capture suit, <laughs> I'm like, eh, it was eh, perfect. No costume needed. We just you know, it was perfect. It was because it it brought that element of him being 
a movie special effects guy. Yeah. And then you got, and then going back full circle with other elements from, you know, Iron Man, you know, the, the scientist guy or the lab guy, which mm-hmm. is also little Ralphie from a Christmas story. Really? Yep. Okay, cool. He, he's very good friends with John Favreau. So uh, how'd you like John Favreau in this movie? He was great. He's trying to, he's treading into dangerous waters <laughs> because <laughs> I think they upped Aunt May's hotness in this. Like no, times. they no, they didn't. They, she, That's Marissa Tomei. Oh, I know she has decades of hotness. She does, but w- wow. Yeah, yeah. Marissa Tomei is wonderful. Oh yeah, she is lovely. Yeah, and John Favreau wants some. Yeah, ha- happy. Yeah. He wants yeah. to get real happy. He wants to get real happy. Uh, he doesn't realize that Peter can like literally lift him off the ground with one hand. He wouldn't do that. He, he might, wouldn't do he that. Might. I th- that all of that was adorable as well. That was, and and it was. Like, it was well timed. Yeah. It was touched upon the exact number exact number of times in the movie. Yeah, the pacing was very well. Uh, I, except you said the, the first act. The first act a little slow. It, it, I, I wouldn't say slow. There were several scenes that you could have lifted out of the movie, and the movie probably would have been better. Okay, that they were completely inconsequential. Like the scene where he accidentally calls the drone to kill the guy in the back of the bus. Yeah, that could have been left out. Yeah, that could have been left out. Yeah. Like that's five or ten minutes of the movie that just delete just the didn't... almost. That was a fun moment leading up to that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like him figuring out the glasses is cool, but the yeah. actual drone showing up, no, no, not that. Wait, what? Being busted in, you know, it's like, oh, we have secret agent woman. I was like, I've designed a suit for you. Oh, yeah, they, they could lift that out too. Yeah, like, all oh, of that was that, dumb. That was dumb, but it was fun. Uh, like, that was the only point. I was like, this. Look this, at how awkward Peter looks. He's like, uh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the awkwardness is there, and it's 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 yeah, it's endearing. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, that 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 whole section. I was like, I I hope that this movie's not taking a turn. Yeah, because I don't like this. Right. But but at once Act Two hit, it was pedal to the metal. Oh yeah, till the end. Let's talk about the illusions. Okay, specifically the Spider-Man stuff. There there was legit a s- section of that movie where I wasn't sure what was real. Yeah, it was when Nick Fury, when I'm going to go with quote unquote Nick Fury, yeah, uh, was asking him, "Who all have you told?" And it seems like a legitimate question, but then it goes directly into a, a, a like a Mysterio sequence mm-hmm. where Spider-Man sees Iron Man's bones and oh man, that like was something he had his own little trip to the quantum realm, like yeah, you know, adventure for a second there. And when he comes out of that, Nick Fury's back, and I'm like, is this what? I don't know what's happening right now. You, you just what was it? just the uh, the inception. Yeah, yeah. It was very. It was it, it was as the as the 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 viewer. It was hard to parse out what was real, and that tells me that that's, it was executed well. Oh yeah, most yeah. definitely. That was that was very well done. Now, can we talk about the post credit sequence? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we can. It's one. It's so good. Oh, I, it's so good. I just, I was like, wait, wait. 
Okay, no no joke. In the theater, we had a good crowd, which I was worried about at first, um, that some people in the back were going to be loud, but everybody shut up. Um, and when that came on the scene, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, they covered so much ground in four minutes or five, however long it is. Yeah, I'm like, what are you going to do now, Peter? Uh-huh. What's, I don't think Mysterio's dead. Uh, I think he's dead. I don't know. I hope not. I really hope well, not. Like, there's enough Spider-Man villains. They don't need him. They don't need him. Well, the thing is, what was the scientist downloading? The footage. The footage. Was that the footage? Yeah, so he could re-edit it and release it to the to the news. Well, okay. Yeah. Something else. Yeah, Spider-Man has a rogues gallery. Like, the only rogues gallery that comes close to Spider-Man's is Batman. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I still so, don't want him to be dead. I know you don't, but they don't need him. They don't need him. If they do a Sinister Six. They're not going to do a Sinister Six. Sinister, well, they, with that attitude. No. They would, they would need a lot of movies to do that. Well, they've got two good ones so far. Yeah. Not only did they cover MJ's first swing with Peter, mm-hmm. but they also cover, hey, here's J. Jonah Jameson. Played by the original, the original J. Jonah Jameson. And I have to emphasize, too, that during the snap, it took half of J.J.'s hair, but gave him, <laughs> but gave him more mustache. Mean, that's even more J. Yeah. <laughs> the J. Jonah. Yeah. 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 Like, they established that he's a thing, and they established that, oh, he doesn't like Spider-Man, and, oh, shit, everyone knows his secret identity now. Like, and... They think he's a murderer. Yeah. Like, this is how you set up everybody hating Spider-Man. And it was like, but wait, how do you get out of this? I was like, oh, well, you could have somebody, you know, disguised as Peter and Spider-Man. No, like, like in, in, in a world where fake news is a thing, mm-hmm. like, people spout that phrase every single day. Yeah. I can completely understand how all of the footage that came out can be spun in two different ways mm-hmm. and it, it's going to be some people like spider-man some people hate him some people think he's a murderer some people like yeah it like it couches it in a in a reality that we i can believe like you you can't undo hey here's peter fucking parker you can't undo that you can how scroll but you then have no you then have to introduce scrolls to the entire world or have the scroll disguise themselves as Peter and Spider-Man in the same room. They did it. Uh, okay. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 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 But speaking of scrolls. Yeah. Yeah, the other post-credit sequence. Wow. We find out that the entire movie, every time we saw uh Nick Fury and Maria Hill, it was two scrolls. Yeah. And it's specifically like the two from Captain Marvel. Yeah, which we love. T- is it Tulos? Is that T- Talos? Talos? Talos. Was, yeah, that's the guy's name. There's two of them. There are two of them. I don't know their names. One of them is Talos. Yeah. I think. That's pretty great. Yeah. And him calling Nick Fury and Nick Fury being in outer space somewhere yeah. has so many future implications. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Nick Fury's Space Force? D- is, is Nick Fury going to be in Guardians 3? Agents of Space Shield? Are there? Yes. Is you there know, a space space shield force? I hope so. Uh, is, is 
is Captain Marvel going to be set completely off world? There's so many possibilities. Not only like this movie as a whole was so fucking satisfying. Very. Just <coughs> at, they it ticked all the right boxes. Yes. Yes. And what what was that post I put on Facebook like after all of this time, all of these movies, they still find new and interesting way things to do with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like when he was on fire, I was like, they set him on fire. They set Spider-Man on fire. Yeah. Why did it take them eight movies to figure out they could do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was that 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 just the whole end fight with him, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, you're Spider, you're Peter Tingle. Don't call it that. Uh huh. You know, I was like, no, it's not that. And then Mysterio thinking he's got the upper hand again. Nope. Right. Because he, he was like, that's that's the growth that I was talking about. That's what I love to see. Because like you could see him like, okay, he knows it's. It's serious mm-hmm. right now. Like something, there's a million drones everywhere. Yeah, you know. And I'm just like, oh, that just. So this is in my seat. I'm like, oh, fucking a. <laughs> I, like I need to see it again. I do too. I, yeah, I, I might go back and see it. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um. Yeah, yeah. You end a fantastic movie with two fantastic, mm-hmm. like, post credit sequences. Like, the MCU has never been better. Literally, Agreed. it has never been better. Agreed. And we're going to get the uh, next phases announcement soon, I believe. What's D23? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's that's the rumor. Is that when That's when they announce everything. They're already shooting the Black Widow movie. Yeah. It's kind of hard to keep it a secret if it's actively being shot. What are your final thoughts? Spider-Man Far From Home. As it being... It's, it's definitely in my top three. Okay. Spider-Man movies. Okay. Um, what are your top three? One was Homecoming. Uh, two was Spider-Verse. And then three would be... Okay. Yeah, that's exactly. Those are my three. All yeah. right. I'm not copying you. It's just... It's... Those, those are, are the three. Those are the three, like, you know, if we're, we're doing a food grading like this, these are three of the, the best steaks you could possibly enjoy. Yes. Um, the other movies may be steaks. Yeah. <laughs> they're just not prime beef. Some are <laughs> mistakes. Uh, eh, oh. No, there are no bad Spider-Man movies. There is Spider-Man 3. That's not a bad movie. It is a terrible it is, film. No, it's not. It is. It is. No, it's not. Go back and watch it. Oh, I... It's it's not bad. I have not watched it has, that movie since it was in theaters. Then that's why you think it's bad. No. It had it took, it did some missteps. There's some, there's some fucked up shit in that movie. But as a movie... It's really good. Ugh. Like the whole new Goblin stuff with Harry is wonderful. Mm. The only bad Spider-Man movie is not even that bad. The Amazing Spider-Man Two is still pretty bad. The only thing bad about that movie was uh, Goblin Beavis. What he looks just like Beavis as Goblin. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the only real bad part of that movie is uh, the Shocker. Oh yeah, that was pretty terrible. That yeah. was. Poorly executed. All of the framework around it was pretty good. Yeah. Gwen Stacy's death, fantastic. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Well, uh, I thank you for joining me on Reality Breached. Uh, thank you for having me, as always. We are going to kick it over to someone else, so stick around.
All right, next up we have Brittany Sego. Hey, hey. Uh, and uh, yeah, she she is a a popular streamer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Every time you say that, <laughs> she she g- g- goes by the name Miss Miss B Sego. Is that, That's right. Uh, all right, all right. It's Misriz B Z Sego. Mers. Yes, yes. Um, we're still talking about Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home. Yes. The first. MCU movie after Endgame. Yes, this is um, is this the end of Phase Four or the start of Phase Four? This is the end of Phase Three. Three, okay. Yes. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 canon. End end of Phase Three. <laughs> that's canon. Uh, aren't they all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think of the movie? Okay, everybody's gonna hate me. It was okay. It was all right. I mean, okay. But look, this is how I felt about Homecoming. Like, for Homecoming, I was kind of like, it was okay. And then I watched it about two or three more times after, and I was like, okay, this is not too bad. This is actually okay as well. <laughs> and, and, like, I, I don't think anyone would hate you if you, like, just justify why why you feel that it was okay. just okay. I think, and I, I think it's just because we've come off of, like, Endgame, which has this huge scope of the MCU, and then now we're getting back to the single player aspect of the MCU. Does that make sense? I think like we like I've just been so used to everything on a grand scale, and now we've had to dial it down. Okay. Okay. I think that, I think that's what my main issue is. And so it's, not, it the, sounds the, like the, it's on you, not on the movie. Then. Yeah, it's on me. Everything's always on me. You know, I hate everything. <laughs> And it's just like a basic, to me, it was like a basic storyline. Like, but I mean, like that's every every like MCU movie or any like villain driven movie. Like, the villain is pissed. They take revenge. We save the day. Yay! Like that. You 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 literally just boil down eighty <laughs> percent of all American movies into a, a ten second blur. In ten seconds. Yeah, that's literally every movie in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, in, maybe like, you're just done with movies. No, I'm not. I mean, it was okay. Uh, nah, you know, why, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I always maybe, take Gyllenhaal. Maybe I can't see Jake Gyllenhaal as a bad guy. Like, I'm just like, oh, look at those baby browns. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. And then he's a bad guy. <laughs> like, I'm willing to. I'm willing to admit that you think the movie is fine. It's fine. I just, I just need some. I need the receipt. Oh man. Like MJ, what'd you think about MJ? Uh, okay, did, what did I think about MJ, or what did I think about Zendaya? Both. Did, did she played MJ, so. Uh, okay, so but this okay, we have to look at this MJ totally different than previous MJs because like her MJ is a little bit more like uh, woke, <laughs> so to speak. Okay. You know, like she's a little bit more like in her feelings. Like she's not. Well, not really in her feelings, because she def- she tells you straight up. Like, she's not one to sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way she plays MJ definitely appeals more to this generation. And I say this generation as in, like, 18 to 25-year-olds, 15 to 25-year-olds. Like, that kind of demographic, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, kids. like, yeah, kids. Whereas, you know, like, we, you and I, like, we know... The other MJ, who was like this, like sweet 
carefree kind of girl. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Okay. Okay. I think, but I think she did great. I mean, I think, I mean, I've, I've like Zendaya when she was on Disney Channel. Like, don't eat, like everybody's like thinks Zendaya is like this new thing. I'm like, nah, baby, she was on, you know, Shake It Up. If you've never seen that, <laughs> and I'm like, I was watching Shake It Up, and I'm like, this girl's going places. But I think like MJ. I just hate, like, I'm like, I'm just kind of like, though, like, Peter, I'm like, you don't need this girl, like, why are you chasing her, like, he had this whole, like, cute little plan to get her, I'm like, you don't need her, like, go be Spider-Man, like, you know what happens when heroes have girlfriends, like, they all, like, die, (laughs) like, like, why are you, like, you're dooming her, she's like, you might as well just sign her, her death warrant right there, you know, but I think that storyline was cute, it was cute, okay, well, what did, what did you think about the the, the choice that, that Peter was having to make? Like the, the entire movie is about him having to choose between being oh, yeah. Peter or being Spider-Man. Okay, so I have a good I have like a good um, thing on that. So like you know when we watch Homecoming, well first you know he's introduced in Civil War, and he's so badly trying to be an Avenger. Like he's so badly like he wants to be a part of this group, and he wants to you know really like stand out to make his name and you know you watch homecoming and he's like please like let me do more i want to do this i want to do this and then he basically like does this whole thing in um infinity war and endgame and he he's like 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 nick fury says like you've been to space like you've seen some things like you've done things that most teenagers have not done and then we come to far from home and he's like yeah like i don't really want to do this like i really just want to be a kid and i'm kind of i was a little upset about that because I'm like you've tried you you spent like three years trying to be a part of this group and you're like officially an Avengers now because everybody's either dead or old and I'm like you should have like embraced it a little bit more but I get why like I understand why he wanted to just be a kid because he really did miss out on a lot of things from having to be Spider-Man and, you know, he missed out on those five years and he just wants to hang out with his friends. He wants to go on vacation, which I think every superhero has gone through. Like at what point in your superhero career can you say you hang up the cape and you say like, just give me like, give me one month to just be myself, you know, which spoiler alert again, which is what Nick Fury did does in the end if you remember correctly. Yes, um, yes. So it's like, I, I I liked that he had to pick, but I liked that they forced him. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were like, you really don't have a choice. Like, you are, you are literally the only one that we have left at this point. And he's like, nah. And they kidnap him, pretty much. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> it, it was... It, they yeah they pretty much kidnapped him and put him in, in into a scenario where he had to do what right. they were asking him to, but seeing how this movie ended and his entire world just crumbling during the oh, yeah. uh, the post credit sequence, oh, like yeah. everything that he was striving for in this movie is gone. Yeah, you know he can no longer just be a teenager. He can right. no longer be just spider-man because both people are going to be you know both entities are going to constantly be under attack now right so and 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 coming off the 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 events of both avengers movies yeah i'm I'm sure that was that like that's high stakes very scary very life-threatening 
asking for a three week vacation in <laughs> Europe is not that it's not that much to ask. <laughs> and as one of the few superheroes whose uh, secret identity is still intact, yeah, that's kind of a reasonable thing to ask. Was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so the premise of the movie for me is wonderful. I, yeah, I, I, I really on. yeah. Uh, it, it's it goes back to this dude's still a kid. Yeah, absolutely. You know, oh man, it's, it's easy to forget that after seeing him in five you know five movies. I mean, he fought Thanos. Yeah, he he's fought. Grown. He's been to space. <laughs> he's been to space. <laughs> um, I do like how um how much Iron Man was in this movie a lot. I love the um, like memorials and the shrines. I don't want to call them shrines because I don't. I don't. Well, we. I mean, you have to call them shrines. But I love how like literally everywhere he went, <laughs> there was like a a painting mural of like of Iron Man. I, I do. I do enjoy that they did that. Like a good, um, you know, in, in memoriam. Of yeah. Iron Man, so it, like he said, like he was like everywhere I go, I I see him, I think about him, and it, like he could not get get away from that. I don't I don't necessarily think he wanted to get away from from that aspect, but just I don't want to say it was haunting, but he, I mean, we if we really just could be honest, like MCU wise, like he would not be where he is without the help of Iron Man or Tony, you know? And I, I yeah. really enjoyed like, like literally everywhere he, like he was on the other side of the world and like, boom, there's an Iron Man mural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and they did a really good job of, of positioning him as the person, the torch is being passed to. Yes. It, 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 like even by literally handing him Tony Stark's glasses, it's yeah. like here, this, this, here's what you're going to do now. Right. Um, I, oh, I, yeah. It, you're not Iron Man, but here's some iron shit. Like, right. I, I mean, I, it's so good. It's, seeing, it's growing on me. It's growing on it's, me. It's, and, it, and it should, because it was great, Brittany. Well, I think the one scene that really got me was when he was in the jet with Happy. Yeah. And he was, like, starting to build his new suit. And, and Happy goes, like, oh, I got just the song. Like, I teared up a little bit. Because, like, if you, are, uh, if you have been watching the MCU for as long as we have, you and I or anybody, like, that, to me, was, like, the ultimate tribute to when the where it all began back in black yes like that was like the ultimate callback like if you've not seen anything it, it, i mean if you've not seen iron man like that made no stinking sense like you have no idea <laughs> what that even meant like you just thought that they were playing a song did you, know? did you did you get the joke no what was the joke <laughs> oh no okay so so of course that's that that's like a song that was played in the first Iron Man movie, right? Absolutely, yeah. And it's by ACDC. Yes. Well, Peter turned to Happy and was like, oh, man, I love Led oh, Zeppelin. Yes, okay, I got that part, yeah. I'm yeah. like thinking, it's not Led Zeppelin. I'm like, I have this song on my phone. <laughs> like, no, even I know that. But that's what, that what, that's what makes him so, like, kid-like. Yeah. Because it's like he has no no clue like about any of this pop culture stuff that we are like hardcore about and then wasn't there like another reference that they did where when he handed him the glasses or something and it was like something about crown and he was like yeah tony knew you'd never seen some movie and i can't remember what the name of it was but like even then like 
he, I, I remember him saying, oh, Tony said you wouldn't get this unless it was a Star Wars reference. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> That's like, but I don't get them either because I've never seen Star Wars. Ugh, damn you! <laughs> uh, I really liked how, like, going back to the to the scene in the in the plane with Happy. Oh yeah, I really really liked that Peter was able to just say, "Oh wait a minute, I am a smart guy." Yeah. Let me pick up. Let me let me, you know, pick up all this technology at the drop of a hat. Right. Build me a suit. Like like. <laughs> We've no never question. really seen super genius Spider-Man in a movie. Right. You know, I do. it's easy to forget. He's a very, he's, <laughs> he's not he's only is he a child, but he's also a genius. He's really, really smart. And it was, um, when he, even when he met, what's his name? Beck? Like the musician? Was his name Beck? Jake Gyllenhaal's character? Yes. Yeah. So like, even when he met him and he was like talking about, um, other worlds, like he was like, spitting off uh i don't know a better word to use but like he was like talking and they were like communicating and like i was like finally like we're finally seeing like genius peter like th- this is what i've been waiting for this yeah. whole time is like just the, like the kid that knows about things that i would never even imagine to know of i, I love that and, and as bad like as evil of a character as jake gyllenhaal's character was <laughs> they really teed him up with some great like fatherly lines, yeah. Like he, uh, like, like mentor he lines nice. in that movie are great. Like, don't it, kid, don't ever apologize for being the smartest guy in the room. Right, man. You know, but b- b- before he goes to quote unquote fight the you know the last yeah. elemental or whatever, he's like, whatever happens, kid. It was great to get to know you. Right. I'm like, what? Dude. I think that's, that's like the sinister side of him. Like he actually, I think he really did care about Peter. I think he really was like, this is actually a really good kid. And I hate that this has happened to him. Like he's been put in this situation, mm-hmm. but he was like, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to tie up all your loose ends. Like you can't like, yeah. and, and that's why he did what he did in the end, because he knew, like he knew he was a goner, but he said, I still have one trick up my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. He even went off on his own people. He was like, yeah. you're the reason I'm going to have to kill Peter Parker. <laughs> like, like, dang, if I was a dude behind the computer, I'd be like, man. Like, I like that kid, and you <laughs> fucked this up for me. Right, like, golly. <laughs> Which also, um, cool callback to Iron Man 1, the first Iron Man. Like, that dude, I would have, I, I don't know how I did not notice that, but, like, the dude that was doing the computer was actually the one that was in... Like they they showed us that he he was the one in Iron Man one the first one, like his yeah. keyboard computer dude. Like I love like all of that, how that brought together. But again, like I'm I'm so sick of like revenge stories. But like we need to like I, I understand and I get it. I'm sorry, cinematic people of the world. But um, I do think that that was actually really cool because like if we again like I I didn't catch it until they showed his little scene. Well yeah yeah like, and you're, and we weren't going to. No, like, I would have never supposed to know until then. Like, I would have never thought, put that two, two and two together unless I like, just watched it the day before and I'm like, that dude looks really familiar. Yeah. Like, I really liked the re- revenge story in this. I liked why Beck was doing what he was doing. I feel like this is the last time they can go to that well. Yeah. Like, like as we said, this is the end of phase three. I feel like yeah. it fits as the end of phase three. Absolutely. It's, it's it's very much dealing with the aftermath of Endgame. However, if they start out Phase Four with somebody <laughs> who's mad at Tony Stark, that's yeah. going to be a problem. 
Oh my gosh. Because the, the first, like, Spider-Man Homecoming was about that. They're going to keep knocking on the door. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, they can't go to this well again. You know, Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming, the, the Vulture was mad at Tony Stark. Yeah, man, he uh, was. Captain America, Civil War. Homeboy was mad at Tony Stark. Yeah. Man, he's sure. Man, what the heck? Dude's <laughs> mad at Tony Stark. Everybody's mad at Tony. <laughs> exactly. Like, they can't keep going to this well. Eventually, it's going to dry up, especially Absolutely. with the character being dead. So I'm saying it's like generic. I mean, like I think I'm ready for like so I'm hoping with Phase Four, like we can get some new, fresh like revenge stories and um, things going on, like why people are mad. I mean, even the storyline with like Asia Ultron, where um, not Asia Ultron, um, Civil War, where he was like he, I guess he he was kind of, but eh, yeah, I guess he was mad at Tony because he's the one that created Ultron, which then in turn made Ultron lift the whole city up and ultimately kill a bunch of people that we didn't talk about afterwards. <laughs> like we just kind of forgot. We were like, oh yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's fun. We just lifted a whole city. And we don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, 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 like, as much as I like this movie, I, I hope this is actually the end of all of these arcs. Yeah. You know, let's, let's start with some fresh something. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the closing sequence. Yes, let's do it. I'm ready. I already have it pulled up. With um, <laughs> <laughs> with on on the bridge in London. And Beck basically blinds Peter uh-huh. by putting him in, putting him in the black, like the dark hallway. Yeah. And he has to completely embrace his Spidey sense. Yes, finally. So something that, that <laughs> they've been hinting hinting at since Infinity War. Right. You know, like like the, the shot of him on the bus where his right. the hair on his arm stands up, and he's like, "Uh oh, bad right. things are happening." Right, and he looks like, up, and uh, right. it was great, great moment. I, I I loved I loved it. Yeah, I like I like the slow burn. You know, we, yeah. He this is the fifth movie he's been in. We want to yeah, fifth movie he's been in, and he's just now completely embracing this power. <laughs> he's just now realizing Tingle. what he can do with it. His yeah. Peter Tingle, yeah. His Peter Tingle. <laughs> I. My speaking of spiders, the arm, the, the hair on my arms was standing at attention. Yeah. When that, when, when everything went dark. Yeah. And he had to basically silently take out all of these drones. I loved it. That, it, I just, it was fucking breathtaking. <laughs> the third act of this movie was whole, was completely breathtaking. I mean, that's really where I got drawn back in, to be honest. Yeah. So. Um, I loved, okay, so, like, my whole mindset during that scene was, you know, we couldn't see anything. Like, we didn't know anything was there. Like, it was black. And I'm like, please just show us what he what he sees. Please just show us what he sees. And they finally show us, and he's just getting it. And I, and I loved that he finally conquered that and that he finally embraced being Spider-Man. I think he was kind of holding back because he is still a child. You know, and I think that he was kind of like, I can't do this. Like, this is not who I am. Like, I just want to be a little kid 
well, not a little kid, but you know what I mean, like a little compared to me. But, you know, I just want to be a teenager. And he finally just let go and fully embraced the Peter Tingle. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to say it with a straight face. I couldn't. And and I'm going to I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, because I don't think you're wrong, but I think it like from a character standpoint, I think it's a little different on hit fr- from from his point of view. Yeah, it's not like his Peter Tingle kicks in every <laughs> single day. You right. know, it's not like he maybe if he goes to spill a glass of milk or something, he's like, oh, nope. Catch oh, wait him, a minute. But he the opportunities to use that skill yeah. are few and far between. Absolutely. This was the first situation where it was life or death. Right. I have to react with yeah. this power that that apparently I have, and he completely leaned, leaned into it and did it. Yeah, you know, right. it's, it's not like he was afraid of it. It's not like he was trying to avoid using it. It's just this right. is his first opportunity to completely right. leverage it to really like make it happen. Yeah. Oh man, the third act was great though. I'm told. oh the third act was perfect. It was it was probably like I said really drew me back into everything. So. Yeah. You know. I'm, I'm completely in love with both Tom Holland and Zendaya. Like, they're so they, cute together, though. They're I think, wonderful. I think like their chemistry is because he's like, like uh, Beck said, like you're awkward, like you're you're weird, <laughs> and she's <laughs> weird, and like she's weird on a totally different level of weird, and he's weird on a totally different. Like they're just total opposites, and I I think that they mesh really well together, and it works. Yeah. And it's not like it's it's almost awkward to watch them, but we all remember our first love. We all remember like those awkward moments where we want to hold hands with you, but we're kind of scared. We want to kiss you, but we're scared. Like all of that. Like we all like I feel like what like as I was watching their little romance uh, play out, I was like, gosh, like I've, of course, I've never been trying to go to Paris, you know, with with my classmates but you know i mean like i felt i felt that like in my soul i was like man i totally remember like doing things like awkwardly and like having this whole vision planned out of of a plan and like what i was going to do or what i was going to say and everything had to be perfect like i i just i love them together and i love i love that she was totally cool with him being spider-man she was like yeah it's cool like you're fine it's it's totally neat and i think it's awesome she didn't like question anything she didn't she wasn't afraid she wasn't uh happy she was just like yeah it's cool i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah 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 and i like that this kind of flip that, like their relationship flips the whole like traditional nerd relationship on its head <laughs> like in in movies in tv shows it like there is a a a standard the goofy dude ends up with the hot girl right you know, it doesn't matter how goofy he is, doesn't matter how, how weird he is. <laughs> Somehow that weirdness is charming and right. she falls for it and boom, like, happily ever after. Yay. I love that. But she's like a plain Jane. Like, like, okay, if you know, well, no, 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 like, no, she's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, let's, let's not, let's not shy away from this. She is, she's kooky and weird like a dude would be in a movie. You know, like like if she's the only person in the room and you're trying to hold a conversation with her, a normal person would be like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave. I like the Black Dahlia because of the murders. <laughs> I, exactly. I enjoy murder. <laughs> she's a weirdo. And she's just traditionally woke, she's in cinema, in cinema, women have not been allowed to be weirdos. 
That's that new age, man. It's that new stuff. I'm telling you. Yeah. They're telling you to embrace being weird. And, and she's in- taller than him. I love it. Which, again, that's not supposed to happen in film. It's awesome. And I think that's great because, like, I've always been, like, taller than, like, everybody. And so, like, it's just, like, being able to relate to the, the characters. And I think that that's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So... It's- it's Regardless growing. of what you say, Brittany, this it's movie's what, better it, than what you think. It's so. growing on. I, I'm going to watch it a couple more times. Like, You're wrong. I need to go watch it a couple more times. And, like, again, like, and we've talked about this, too, before, like, just you and I, like, off podcast time. But I think it really just depends on who you watch it with. Like, like the like the theater I went in, like, it was kind of like, like, okay, so, you know, my biggest grievance is, like, when people clap at the beginning of movies. Nobody clapped. Yeah, nobody clapped at the beginning of this movie, and I was livid. I was like, "What the heck? <laughs> Nobody's clapping! Like everybody's supposed to be clapping! Like and nobody realized that this is an MCU movie." Right? I'm like, "What? I'm supposed to be angry?" And I was, I ended up being angry because they didn't clap. Nobody clapped at the end. Like, no, like I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, wow. we're supposed to be clapping." So I think it really just depends on like who you see it with, and plus it came out on a Tuesday. You know, yeah, it was a like, weird release, and it and so I think like that's really kind of like what messed up like me watching it is like there was like a baby behind me, there was a baby next to me, and I'm like, oh. see, you, you know, yeah. you've got a tunnel vision that shit, Brittany. Like, I mean, and I do because I'm great at ignoring my kids, so it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, man, but I think it's just like it depends on who you go see it with. Like, so I'm gonna go see it a couple more times, and I'm gonna kind of see if I it'll. Like, the third act grew on me. I need to get, like, one and two back on my side. Okay. Homework for you. <laughs> Next time you watch a movie that you're really looking forward to, okay. do not let outside factors. Like, you're really good at dodging trailers. Oh, fantastic. I just watched the trailer, like, 20 minutes ago. Exactly. Don't don't let don't let the people in the theater affect it. Yeah. <laughs> at least not in a negative way. Let them add to the experience. Don't let them detract. Right. Okay. Now, go ahead and say what you're going to say about J. J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, okay. I, I'm, I, I can't now because you've already talked about it. <laughs> no, I, like, I don't know your opinion. I thought that was stinking freaking awesome. Because, like, okay, so I went to see this movie with my two older kids, okay? And so, like, he pops up. And, like, I know who he is, you know? I know what he's all about. And, like, my oldest daughter, she, like, leans in. Because, like, I start laughing, like, hysterically. I'm, like, literally laughing. And she's, like, what's so funny? And I'm, like, it's it's him. It's him. And she's, like, what do you mean? And I'm, like, just shaking my head. I'm, like, gosh, do you know nothing, child? But, of course, I never, you know, told her who it was. I mean, I told her after. But I think that, um, I think, <laughs> I just thought that was great. I thought it was friggin' awesome. Like, are we not, I mean, is that not, were you not shook off of that? I, I was cheering. I was the only bozo in in my my that's what I'm saying. yeah in my theater that was cheering when, exactly. when jk simmons showed up and i was just like if you have not if you have not watched those we'll just call them awesome spider-man movies then it's like it makes no sense and you're like who is like who is that you have no idea but if you have like we have i'm like yes like please i'm so glad you know what that no no it. again i'm going to i'm going to disagree with you what that's what makes it hilarious. Like th- that, that scene works whether you know that actor or not. What? No, no, no way. Yes, yeah, because because it's because st- J. Jonah Jameson is a Spider-Man character. He is. 
Like regardless, saying. regardless of who J.K. Simmons is, if Please. they cast someone else, Please. it would not have hit as hard. That's what but, makes it great is that it was him. Oh yeah, that like that throws <laughs> it over the top. But right. him not being there would not have made it bad. It uh, still would have hit really hard because well, it's the first time we're seeing him since Spider-Man Three. Right. Is it because of? Well, I don't know. I think it's perfect. I thought it was phenomenal, and I oh, oh I, yes, I, yes, I was laughing. Like I literally was like hysterical. I, I mean, I almost <laughs> didn't even hear what they were talking about because I mean, I was literally like chuckling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Jeff <laughs> crowned it the best mid or post credit sequence in it. Oh yeah. MCU history. Oh, oh yeah. Hands down. Even even better than the end end. I thought it was great. I don't care what you yeah. say. I I'm not saying it's I, <laughs> I agree with you in that. It's just I think it works even if JK Simmons didn't come back. He but he will. <laughs> right, like, right. Again, like, it's 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 much better than like, he is. But I, like but the, I think you're discounting just the impact of the J. Jo- Jonah Jameson uh, like story. <laughs> I think the the fandom is so toxic that we're gonna all write letters and That's say right. if you cast anybody else, <laughs> we're gonna burn your franchise to the ground. <laughs> uh, you know what? They really dodged a bullet. They really did. Oh, man. Maybe that's why they did it, because they knew that people would be ticked if they didn't cast him. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson was not even in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. <laughs> because they were scared that if they cast somebody that wasn't J.K. Simmons, that <laughs> someone would burn down the country. The whole, the whole like... The whole world. thing. Like we would start our own revenge superhero villain story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you an MCU movie. <laughs> wow. Well, Brittany, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to yeah. to drop your two cents. Yes. Okay. Well, um, we got someone else. I don't know who's next. No but idea. But they're coming up. So stick around. Yes. Okay, everybody, uh, with our very last segment on this Spider-Man-centric podcast, we've got one of the original OGs of Reality Breached, Reed Walker. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's it's just jamming along, buddy. It's just jamming along. Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. I'm just going to throw it straight to you. All right, well, I want to preface all this with I'm not feeling well, so if my energy seems low, that's why. Okay. Okay. Um, I enjoyed the movie pretty well. At the mid-credit stinger, boy, did that shoot it up, though. Like, if I were <laughs> on drugs, I'd have been shot with the best meth or something I've ever had. That was one of the best stingers I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of been one of the uh, the, the topics that consistently has come up in in this is can we talk about the the stinger it's like yes of course you can talk about the stinger right uh, it, it's it's phenomenal just phenomenal yeah i don't even know if the stinger it, it's the theme of the stingers the idea of it uh, i i guess at least for me it's not like it was this amazingly well shot and all this kind of thing or something I, not that i'm an expert on that 
but I just I love the theme that it is uh, that it's going with the uh, the city hates Spider Man and J Jonah Jameson is behind the city hating him. I've always enjoyed that that theme in Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a theme that hasn't been around in a while in mm-hmm. these movies. Like right. Spider Man Three is the last time we saw any J Jonah Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. What did you think of it? I loved it. Uh, yeah. I, I I I think Act One was kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there were there were certain spots that either could have been removed or just made just felt kind of hokey. But but ultimately, I I think it was the the next logical place to take the character of Spider-Man, <laughs> especially following the uh, events of Endgame. Do you mean like him trap? What what do you mean logical part? The the him traveling or. Or what? What would you say? What part is that to you? The logical step, uh, like him having to struggle between <coughs> being a high, being a high schooler and being a superhero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. I wonder, with with that out of the way, I wonder how the next one will be then. What you know? What theme they'll go with? Is he? He's just going to be full on hero hero in the next one. I don't know. I, I think he kind of, that's kind of where they have to go. Mm-hmm. He can't really go back to high school as Peter Parker, the superhero. Right. I wonder, is he is he still going to be in high school and he's just kind of playing it up sort of thing? Or is he going to maybe be out of high school? I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, there, there's, there's way too much to speculate from this. Like, mm-hmm. way too much. Do we know what grade he's in if he's 16 uh ninth grade 10th grade 10th grade probably 10th grade i was gonna say he's at least in high school yeah right yeah okay you start start kindergarten when you're five Mm -hmm. and if he's 16 about to be 17 either 10th or 11th grade one of those two okay so he's all right i i was asking really because i was thinking like was this one in maybe his senior year kind of thing? So the next one he'll be different. I don't know. So yeah, now he has at least one more year of high school left, at least. Gotcha. Yeah. What did you think of Ned, the supporting characters like Ned, Mary Jane, all you know, all the teachers? I I like I, I like Ned. I like as a character. Mm-hmm. He he is kind of one of the ones that I think was a little hokey. Okay. You know, uh, the whole uh, having a summer fling while in Europe mm-hmm. after immediately saying, no, I'm going to be, we're going to be single bros to this whole trip. <laughs> like, it was kind of predictable, but I guess the execution was good enough for me to look over that. Yeah. To overlook that. Okay. But I still do really like Ned. Yeah. Yeah. What What did you think of his summer fling? <laughs> it it provided it, s- some some nice laughs. Mm-hmm. Like with Peter having to deal with really heavy issues, it was nice to be able to dip out and and, and have a laugh from the supporting cast. Right. That that does seem like that was pretty much their their entire role was supposed to be comedic relief. Short, you know, short of Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. Like that that, that was the entire point of the the two teachers mm-hmm. oh you know, yeah you, you know you, you hired two actors who are primarily comedic actors yeah 
They're they're definitely not the straight man characters of being teachers at all. Yeah. What did you think of the Gyllenhaal? Jake. The Nightcrawler. Jake motherfucking Gyllenhaal. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I, I, I don't know. Actually, I don't recall having this conversation on the other the other two segments that we've recorded. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this here. I'm going to do this here. I'm going to do this now. All right. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. as Mysterio was perfect. Oh. But I have an <coughs> issue with him being Mysterio. All right. And 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 it's more of a me thing. It's more of a like a, a a much bigger like grand overview type mindset, almost like a Kevin Feige mindset. Mm-hmm. When you're casting Mysterio, you don't want to cast someone who would be just as good playing one of your main heroes. So like oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, yep. like they they've burned like you can't they can't double dip and hire Jake Gyllenhaal for another superhero. Right, unless what if they? Here's a hypothetical. What if they hired him to be a superhero that always wore a mask? No, no, couldn't couldn't no. do it if he never showed his face. It, like like just like I wouldn't feel comfortable with Bradley Cooper playing both Rocket and another superhero. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? All right. In in that line of thought, what about Vin Diesel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, first off, I don't want Vin Diesel in my Marvel movies. <laughs> just, but, he's, just but he falls off. in that. <laughs> but he falls in that that category for you, even though he's just playing. I am Groot. Like that's always, you know. Yeah. And and I'm sure if they did it out, eventually would would get on board with it. It's just on the surface. Once mm-hmm. you cast him as one character in these movies, you can't cast him as another. And right. that is really the true crime here. I, I would think the same for Michael B. Jordan, even if, even oh, if I thought he was good with fucking lutely. Yeah, even if he was good as Killmonger, you know, I, I he could, I think he could have been Blade, maybe. I think I would have liked him as a Blade. Easily been Blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but now they can't do that. Yeah, you, you, they're they're burning a lot of really good actors. Same thing for the guy who plays Heindel. I think he might have been a good Blade. But I don't feel like they can play him. I don't think they can use him for that now. Yeah, they can't star. They can't cast him in a starring role, role at all. Um, mm. Mm. It mm. sucks. Like, it really sucks because imagine imagine Jake Gyllenhaal playing Reed Richards mm. or Doctor Doom. Mm. I like I like the Reed Richards. I like that. Uh, imagine him playing hell. Um, he arguably could have been Doctor Strange. He could have been Doctor Strange. Imagine him playing Cyclops. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd have liked that. I think he could have done something with that. Finally. You that know, character gets like, some attention. Yeah, I can I can see that. And, and it's 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 a, and, and the thing is the complaint is a real Sergio complaint. Like It it is, but I, I kind of agree with that. He's just one of the bigger name actors that that they'll never have, but maybe he never wanted it, I guess. Maybe, maybe. And, Which, and again, yeah. it, I, this, I'm not taking anything away from his performance as Mysterio. Like, I think he was wonderful as that character. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wonder how close to the comic book version was he, that that's something I hadn't really looked into. 
That doesn't mean I don't like this version. I just wonder how close he was. Yeah, I'm not familiar enough with the character to really know. I I, I, I know that he is basically a con man and uses illusions to, uh, right. Yeah. You know, get things done, but I don't, I don't know much outside of that. I know he was a member of the, the, the sinister six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, so. which, which that, I think if anything in, in to go in line with your complaint is that would be my only complaint. If they wanted to do sinister six, they're going to have to change it up when they could have just had him be a part of it. Granted, I mean he's a ma- he's an illusionist guy. Maybe he's still alive, quote unquote BS. But yeah, I would have liked him actually still being alive to be Sinister Six potential. Yeah, yeah, and and they kind of already have the master of. I think he's dead. Oh wait, he's not dead in Loki. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Reed, what did you what did you think about all the Iron the, the Iron Manish? stuff in this movie. There's a lot of Iron Man in this movie, despite his character being dead. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. Me personally, I, I, I think it's a nice little homage to the character and it bring and it makes the world, the MCU feel alive. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've kind of always enjoyed about these, about the whole, all these movies from the interconnectivity. It makes you feel like it's a world. Yeah. And whether it be consequences or just, results of something happened here technology was made here so they did this with it you know stuff like that i I just it just makes the world feel like it's actually its own world um the themes they threw like throwing it at peter i think it all it all very very well makes sense for the way they've treated that character his connection with tony and I, i i think it was really good i really enjoyed it the only one that was kind of funny to me but I guess it's not. I, I guess just because, and and this might be where the their narrative breaks for me a little bit. Like when when he's doing work on the airplane with Tony's stuff, and Happy looks at him very fondly, like he's seeing Tony again. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate. I, I definitely appreciate that, just in the sentimentality of it all. I guess it's still just kind of weird because that's not. Peter Parker, like this is the first time it's felt kind of weird. That's not Peter Parker. Never had this thing with Iron Man. That it just felt kind of, for whatever reason, in that moment it broke a little bit. Like eh, this seems kind of funny that he's giving him that look, but it it obviously fits in the narrative they've created. It's not like it shouldn't be there at all. Okay. It can't be. Okay. This is more and, just a funny thing. Yeah, and like that I can get on board with. Like if 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 the narrative that you've built in your head about Spider-Man, the character is a little like that scene kind of bends it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can understand, especially with all the different versions of Spider-Man we've seen. Yeah. But saying, saying that it fits in the narrative they're building kind of makes it okay for me. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking about it a little more for a second. I, I guess it's, I see t- the, the idea is, I see Tony in you. I see Iron Man in you, Spider-Man. That that is what bothers me. Rubs me a little funny about it. That said, it's a very sweet narrative. I, I appreciate it. The emotional and sentimental aspects to it. It's very sweet. So I, it's cool that he gives Edith to Peter. Right. That that fits. That works. That's that's all fine. It is strange. The strange part to me 
is Peter's, so this is kind of a twofold strange thing. Peter's quick judgment to give it to Mysterio. I feel like he gave those to him very quickly when it's just this guy he just met. Yeah, I, I get it. He's having some fights with him and he's gotten to know him a little bit. But are you really going to give him this this potentially sentimental gift? Just this guy you don't know? You don't know that well? You're just going to hand him over? It feels, I get that he's 16, 17, whatever. I just don't think it would happen like that exactly. Uh, you know? Like, and I, I be, see what you're saying, and you, and you do bring up a valid point. That but said... I, yeah, what I'm sorry. What, what were you going to say to it? Sorry, I, I, I was just going to say like Peter was looking for a reason not to keep them. He was, and that's look. That's the only reason it's even okay because he yeah. was very reluctant in the first place, and he's you know doesn't want to. He doesn't know about carrying the mantle on as Iron Man or being the new Iron Man, being the new Tony, whatever. I, like I get his reason. I just wanted it a little. Make it a little later. I don't know. Have the guy save his life. Just give me give me a better, a little more reason for him to just trust him so implicitly. Because this isn't a nothing object. He's already seen that for himself, that he accidentally called a fucking drone strike on his classmate. <laughs> this isn't just nothing. This isn't nothing. It's not right. just a, it's not even close to just a fun interactive toy or something. It's it has serious capabilities to it. That said though, <laughs> and I noticed this in the movie too after it happened, but I definitely forgot it when we talked about it. When they're having that conversation about giving him the glasses, partway through the scene I even I finally noticed they're in costume in a bar. No masks on. What? Yeah. And they're having a full conversation at normal volume. What? What? Why are they sitting in costume in a public open area filled with people bar? No masks. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> that made okay. no All right. sense. All right. All right. All right. Let, let's let's deconstruct that for a moment. Um, of course, for- there's the reveal, though. So. Yeah, the, the the reveal makes all of it make sense. It does. Yeah. Uh, if Mysterio is not worried about hiding his his uh, which he I understand. Yeah. I, I can understand him. He once, he wasn't as crazy. Once Peter takes his mask like like his mask off, he's just wearing a black jumpsuit. He's, he's like he's just wearing a black combat suit. Was so he? It's, he yeah, wasn't wearing yeah. the Spider Man outfit. Yeah. Hmm. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not saying it makes complete sense, but again, he's a 16 year old kid who is actively being tricked right now. I, yeah, I, I guess it's still just kind of funny. And unfortunately, the the previous thing wipes it away, but it doesn't. It still makes me think about his own logic, the character, you know, Peter's logic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, as weird as he's been about being seen in public, even if it is, he's the night monkey now in their <laughs> minds. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's spoiling night monkeys, uh, identities, <laughs> secret identity. I don't know. It just seemed funny. You know, it's just a full enough bar. It was plenty full. It wasn't yeah. like just a few people. Yeah. And, and, but and fine. 
and I know I'm kind of playing devil's advocate on this and just saying it's fine, but when watching the movie, I had the same thought. I, I, I had the same thought fun. until the reveal. Once the yeah. reveal is like, okay, all right, all of this can be fudged away. It, and it is. You're, you're, that's and that's how I'd say it too. Yeah, the, the the reveal fudges it away a little bit. I I just really care about ca- individual characters' logic. It fudges it away for the audience, but the characters should have different thoughts. But you know, it, it works out. It's all right. It's not the biggest gripe at all. Um, which that was a f- wonderful reveal. Wonderful. I think you called it this that it was a wonderful conference room moment. Oh, absolutely. When, yeah. When yeah, they yeah, revealed yeah. it and he starts praising everybody in the room. You know, like his his character goes from, you know, the subdued, uh, level headed superhero to maniacal CEO so quickly. <laughs> and yeah. and I, I, I've been in many of conference rooms with, you know, people who are really important and they're very quick to be like, good job, Susan. You really did a great job on those spreadsheets. Great job on this, Derek. We couldn't have done it without your sales pitching. You know, that kind of shit. Like, Oh, my God. Seeing him up on that, that, that <laughs> stage or that counter and him going through the the, the, the motions as a, a leader like that mm-hmm. was hilarious and so perfect. So perfect for being a proper leader and getting people to follow you regardless of your intentions. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mysterio is out to do bad things. He has leveraged all of these people's different hatreds to, you know, towards Tony Stark and Stark Industries, and he's treating them as equals. He's treating them as, like he's he's a CEO. He's what he is. Yeah, no, he, he's a very good showman in that scene. Very very good showman. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh damn it! I gotta see this movie again. Like the the more we talk about Jake Gyllenhaal, the more I want to see the scenes past the 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 uh, the reveal where he's just like. Jumping in between putting on the ruse and the behind the scenes shit. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I'd, I'd really like to, to see it again. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see it again myself too, just for little things. Because surprisingly, this movie just has that kind of rewatchability where you want to see certain scenes again because you know the two turns. Even though you should probably know going in Mysterio is going to turn out to be bad, you just don't know when, and maybe you're not paying attention either way. But then you also have the reveal of Fury and uh, Hill being scrolls the whole time. Yeah, do you want to do you want to unpack that? Well, to, before you say before we unpack that, the thing with Mysterio, I was really excited when they talked about multiverse stuff. When they said they're he's from Earth, whatever, whatever, and Peter's from Earth, whatever, whatever. But yeah. now that he's been faking it. Because I'm pretty sure this is the first time they mentioned multiverse stuff. It is. It's it is the first time, and and <clears throat> it's it's odd that you bring that up because because all of the you know the news that was leaking prior to the release of the movie was that Spider-Man: Far From Home is going to introduce the multiverse into the MCU. Like that was <clears throat> the, the the press releases, and all of these news outlets basically got either incomplete or false information. Right, or I would lean toward incomplete because it definitely mentions it. It but mentions it, that, but it does. But it's but it was coming from Mysterio, so none of it's real. Right, you could you can. It's not hard at all to say it's fake. Like it yeah. maybe still is true. Maybe 
it's not hard for us to think it's true, but we definitely. But now knowing that he's a liar and he's a crook, you can't you can't believe him, even if you want to say it's plausible. You, we don't know now. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That was just well, something I didn't think about till just now. Yeah. Well, we well we know that what he was saying is a lie. Now there may be multiverses. There's no, but but none of but nothing is established. Right, that, and that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, we we know his specific line is a lie. We know as the audience of these characters and these comics and stuff that multiverse does have is there, and it probably is there. But yeah, the through the narrative, it is not. Now we don't know it all because yeah. we know he's a liar. Yeah, it's it's almost disappointing. It is. It really is, actually. I feel like that's the way they could have skirted around him dying, and they could have brought him back. Could oh, shit, shit. There, there could just be an alternate universe where Mysterio is a good guy. Oh, yeah. You could, yeah, you could have had 161 be the good guy, and then the 834 be the bad guy. Yeah, or vice yeah. Versa. Whatever. Which 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 initially is what what I thought was going to happen mm. before like the reveal that it, all of it was a ruse. Like I thought maybe the maybe the Mysterio from this other dimension is a good guy, and we're going to end up fighting the Mysterio from this dimension, and it's going to be double Gyllenhaal's. Oh, back to back to like halls. So that that that's something I hadn't even thought about yet. So that's neat to try and unpack that real quick. Yeah. And to the so to go over to the scrolls to the Fury Hill thing. Honestly, I really need to re-see the movie. And we we talked about a little bit that I felt Fury was out of character to a degree <laughs> when yeah. you compare him to the other movies. The scene where he's sitting in the chair ready to shoot whoever comes in and he makes a big joke about it. And, and it might just be the scene itself, the way it's constructed, as opposed to saying Fury would never be jokey. Because he's definitely been jokey and somewhat... Yeah. But maybe it's both. Maybe it's, I don't know. But the way he treats Peter and handles him, I definitely felt was, it was like Fury, but it's not. But now that you know it's scrolls, it kind of, you can, it it, uh, makes it tolerable the way he's acting. It's like, okay, this makes sense some now. Yeah. And and I, I feel like even if you don't feel like it was Fury enough, uh, I, I, it could totally be. It almost feels like someone impersonating Nick Fury. It's like, oh well, Fury would be really angry here. Let me try to play this up. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's the only real thing out of all of that that seemed out of character for Nick Fury was to allow Peter to continue to be a high schooler. When when Peter initially turned him down, he's like, "No, nah, I'm I'm just going to be on vacation with my friends. Sorry." And mm-hmm. instead of just saying, "Little boy, come here, <laughs> we have to do this," <laughs> he Nick Fury hijacked the entire like the, the entire class. field trip. So, as impressive as, as as that is, and it does show that like making that big of a change is a Nick Fury style thing, but the size of the threat does not line up with what Nick would typically do. Yeah. And, and alternatively for me, I just don't feel like he would, if he's going, I I don't think he's going to manipulate and forcefully coerce 
forcefully manipulate, forcefully coerce, force slash just force someone into <clears throat> into a situation. He would he'd maybe manipulate them, right? Like play on their feelings, make them feel bad, make yeah. them think they should do something, something like that. You know, encourage them manipulation. I would think he would do that, but the other things I would never the 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 fury we've seen isn't really like that. Yeah. Or they've always made the narratives play out where, okay, maybe Fury's on the opposite side, but the narrative just says, well, we're doing this. Like when I think it's Winter Soldier, Fury has an idea of how he wants to handle things or do things after he's, once they go back later on and they've discovered it's Hydra and they've got the helicarriers and Fury's in the hospital and Cap and Black Widow know it now. He tries to give orders, and Cap says, "No, nah, fuck that. It's all got to go." Mm-hmm. And and Fury, Burn you know, Fury's ground. not right. Fury's against it, but he, but just the way the narrative wants to go, they go that way. He's not being a bitch, or he's not trying to manipulate and be an asshole or anything. He just that's the way the narrative wants it to be. Yep. In this dispute, so it, it's just felt when when there's been disputes or anything it's felt different than this movie made it feel but it but it does take it away a little bit since they're scrolls yeah so like now the, the, you can kind of walk walk it off the whole theme of this movie was deception yeah like deception and like coming to terms with who you really are mm-hmm. because yeah. th- that's the the, the whole the, the movie the, if if I were to put this movie in a nutshell this is Peter becoming Spider-Man, the Spider-Man that we know. Yeah. Some form of this movie's about deception, but not self-deception, something like that. Yeah. Speaking of deception, boy, that trippy scene, because I feel like there's got to be a good universal word. Marvel has these kind of scenes, yeah, like when Doctor the, Strange the, the is knocked through scene, Astral yeah. and all that. That yeah. trippy scene, though, that first one where he's just sending him through all the holographic things, that was so cool. That was so amazing. <laughs> it was it was trippy and not trippy and emotional a little bit and just and emotional, not necessarily in a sad way, just kind of ups and down of like, oh, he's OK. Oh, wait, he's not. Oh, wait, he's fine. Oh, no, that's fake, too. <laughs> you know, because Fury ends up partway through the the illusions fury finds him he tells him some information and then he reveals like oh come on man i literally was just fucking with you and you fell for that come mm-hmm. on yeah oh, man. that was such a good scene it was a very good uh marvel trippy scene i'm 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 hoping that peter learns his lesson and it, it, they don't and he doesn't get played as na- naive again I do too. I, you know, you said earlier it's, this seems like the right trajectory, the really only way to go. Whether it is or not, because I don't know if I can argue for anything else anyway. I would really enjoy to see him become like he's he's Spider Man in this next one. He's yeah. seasoned enough and and can do it. Yeah, yeah. Like we we didn't we didn't just watch two whole movies of Spider Man growing for him not to have grown. Right, and even if he does, I I want it to be a significant growth. I don't want it to be 
another like, well, he's two thirds grown. This third one's going to really complete the picture. I, I don't, I don't want that. Fuck you. <laughs> what, what other major Spider-Man lesson does he, what other major character lesson does he have to learn at this point? The first one he learns responsibility. This one, he learns to, you know, be okay with himself and yeah. trust himself that he can be Spider-Man. What, what the fuck else is there for him to learn in the next one as a, as a hero? I don't know. I don't know. What's, what, what else do you want to talk about? I'm really interested to see how J. Jonas Jameson plays out in the next one. I, wanna, I really can't wait to see that. And I wonder if, and I, I don't think they will, but I would be kind of interested to see. The only other character growth I could see them maybe go for in this last is maybe address Ben Parker, you know, Uncle Ben stuff a little bit. Not super deep, but they've, they've basically not mentioned it so far true true so i wonder if that's something they could you know just use as an emotional point for him i don't even mean as a long thing like one like aunt may says something to him about uncle ben to encourage him doesn't have to be a long part of the story or anything just somebody she says something to encourage him about it i don't know i'd like to hear them at least mention it i i I think i'm just gonna say i hope not because yeah. in in the MCU, Tony Stark is effectively Uncle Ben. Right. He's yeah. He's he fills that role of of that kind of character. Yeah. I I would like I said I would like if they did do it. I want it to be a, just a passing thing. I do not want it to be a main point of the movie. Just use it as words of encouragement, or don't use it at all. Yeah. Huh. What what about you? Any any last thoughts? No, I think that'll do it. Um It's it, it like it's I like to complain about movies like a lot. It's it's one of my favorite things to do and there's very few things to complain about. <sighs> Me too with this one. There really is. There's I I don't really mean not, to sound disappointed. Yeah, there yeah. But there just isn't much to complain about. I, I'm happy about it, but yeah, like that, I, I'd agree. Like that's kind of my bread and butter. Is is there's things about movies that just irk me a little bit. There's really nothing in this movie that that irks me too bad. And I guess it's and I guess some things, some other things could irk me, but they're done so tongue in cheek throughout the entire experience that it's just a like the real quick example. The teachers, I feel like are too stupid, but they're hilarious. And, but at the same time, just, just keep going to new places. Even though shit's happening, parents would have called your kids back immediately in real, in reality, <laughs> but they never go home. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's little stuff like that. I think you could nitpick, but for whatever reason, you know, it's not, not crazy enough for me. It's not, it's played up right. I don't know. I, did, I did, never felt too nitpicky about that. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another, the another fantastic thing? Spider-Man movie in the books. Well, one other thing we, we didn't say it. We talked about the J. Jonah Jameson, the mid credit thing. what do you think about the death being part of that scene? The J. Jonah Jameson, like the, the fake out for his death. What? In the mid credit scene, 
mean, for Mysterio's death fake out. Or what makes you think he's not dead? Killed him. No, uh, the fake out that Spider Man killed him. Oh, oh, oh! You, so the the fake news is what you're saying? Yeah, the fake news. What do you think of the fake news? I'm sorry, um, I said it in some weird way, but yeah, it's the fake news. Yeah. I I thought that that was brilliant. That's such a cool. That was a really good way to tie it into J. Jonah Jameson or into the Daily Bugle and the you know hate Spider Man thing. That was a really cool fake news thing. Yeah, yeah, like it, it modernizes the, the the J. Jonah Jameson character really, really there well. You, yeah, yeah, because yeah, go. yeah, going forward, it's it's going to be a situation just like we're seeing now, where you take the same story, you can spin it three different ways. Mm-hmm. So okay. whether whether or not. Whether or not J- Jameson's people did the edit on that, or the dude who stole the footage, who was working right. on Mysterio, whether he uh, did the edit on the footage, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, yeah. It does not matter, because now it's point. out there. It, yeah. It doesn't matter, but that'll be an interesting point if it ha- happens to be the Daily Bugle fucked it, fucked around with it and did that. That, that adds a different way you can go with that, versus if it was... Uh, Mysterio's colleague. If it was Mysterio's colleague, that's just what we expect it to be. But if it did happen to be the Daily Bugle doing it, that's that's something that's interesting. If it was them, yeah, yeah. It, but as I said, it's it, a neat way to go with it. It's this James, this JJ Jameson <laughs> reminded me of the J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man video game. And I don't know if you played it, but in the Spider-Man video game, he's basically Alex Jones. And you're talking about in the PS4 version, yeah. the PS4 one that came out last year. Okay. Yeah, he, he he's oh, basically a like a like a I'll conspiracy theorist who has a radio show, uh-huh. and every once in a while, while you're swinging, he comes on and just bitches about Spider-Man and superheroes, and 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 he gets really wacky with it, and and I and I like it. I really like that <laughs> that characterization of him, and if that is the version that they bring into this, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they may. It is not like the Daily Bugle was wasn't a big thing. Like it was this middling. Uh, I don't think they call it. I don't think they said podcast. But either way, it was not. It was not this big super conglomerate major newspaper deal. They, they the news that was presenting it made it sound like it was this middling to unknown ish yeah. group. We'll see. And this is how they're going to get their big break. Yep, that could be it. Yep. Yeah. And a year year passes by from the end of this movie, and now they're huge. Yeah. Next, uh, the, the last thing I want to say is, did you notice that there that there were scenes in the trailer that were not in the movie? Uh, I don't remember honestly, but I, I, you know, no, I, I didn't pay enough attention to specifically specifically seen the trailer in a long while. Uh, there's a scene where he helps a couple of cops stop a crime and as he's you know congratulates hey good job guys uh but i'm going on vacation so you're gonna have to actually do your job for a change or something like that that uh, was not in the movie kind of like hanging out in new york yeah uh, he was hanging out in new huh. york helping cops making fun of the cops because he was like who's gonna do your job if i'm gone <laughs> you know that kind of shit which is a really funny scene it was a very tony starkish like like comment that he made 
but it wasn't in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess the scene that they had it in just didn't work, or they filmed it just for the trailer. I don't know. Maybe 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 yeah. special features on the Blu-ray will answer that question for us. Right. I guess we'll. See. I'll, I'll go check out some of the trailers. I I think I maybe saw one or two, like one trailer when you know six months ago or something, and I because I just never cared. I mean, I knew I was going to go see it. That was enough. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, well, Sergio. Reed, we have a big event coming up. Yeah. This month. Is it a saucy one? It's a, it's a, <laughs> yes, it's, it's like got a lot of sauce. Just add a little Keanu to it. Mm. Yeah, we've got the Keanu. I hear, I hear that's the, the secret. I don't oh, know if that's going to be the next okay. episode we release, but it will be one of the next couple episodes, and we're going to go over a shit ton of Keanu Reeves movies. I cannot wait. I've been watching them like crazy. Like uh, crazy, yeah. Yeah, like I've, I, I've, in the past oh, few weeks, I've watched Speed, Johnny Mnemonic, A Walk in the Clouds, Constantine, A Scanner Darkly, uh, The Matrix, John Wick, Knock Knock, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like we're going to go over all of these. Plus oh my a bunch more. Goodness. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. So can't wait. Can't wait, man. Tune in very soon. The Keanu Sans is coming. Yeah. Uh, until we'll then, Reed. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, sitting down with me and talking about Spider Man. Yep, man. Yeah. Until oh, next yeah, time. It's always a always a pleasure, sir. Yeah. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, I'm Sergio. That's Reed. <laughs> Adios. Ah. Buenas noches. Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts, The Black Pocket Podcast, The Unapologetic Experience, and Shellheads, a TMNT podcast, all available at realitybreached.com.